It's time for recipe of the day. I fell in love with butternut squash years ago when I was making this recipe from the Canadian Living Magazine for a butternut squash gratin, where you peel the butternut squash and then slice it and roast it, and then you do this like nice creamy sauce to go with it. I'm actually working on my own version of this recipe, and I will share it on Cook the Story when I get to it, but it will have something very different about it, and that is that it will not have anybody peeling the butternut squash, because really, I stopped making butternut squashes often, almost completely stopped making it for a long time, because I found the squash first very hard to peel. It's kind of unwieldy and like a weird shape. And so I didn't really enjoy that. But more importantly, my hands would get this like weird dryness to them whenever I handled the peeled squash. And it turns out that there's a very common allergic reaction that people have to the squash. It has to do with it secreting its natural juices and there being something in there that some people react to. And it gets in your hands and it can do these bad things to your hands. And I'm one of the people that is susceptible to that. And so I stopped really doing that. And then then a few years ago, I was missing having butternut squash, and I decided to try cooking it whole, unpeeled in the oven, just the same way that I actually cook beets. I told you about this, roasting beets whole. I do those in the oven. I told you about that on October 3rd of 2022 this year. And the reason that I do that with the beets is because they're really messy. They get that like scarlet color all over everything. And I didn't like having to cook beets, like peel them and cook them because of that. And so I tried roasting them, and that was the solution. And so I thought, you know what, I have a similar problem with butternut squash. Why don't I try this lazy way of cooking it and see what happens? Well, it turns out amazing. You even manage to get some caramelization. The heat kind of penetrates the skin. And I think the flesh of the butternut squash is so sweet that it kind of browns even through the skin. So if you are wanting to make mashed butternut squash or butternut squash soup or anything along those lines, this is the best way to cook it. Now, if you want the roasted cubes, you can't do it this way because you're just going to get this soft, tender flesh. It's not going to be cubes. I recommend that you buy them already peeled and cubed if you have that same reaction that I have, or you're going to wear gloves and just be really careful when you're peeling it because it's unwieldy. But if you have those gloves on, then you're not going to have that reaction if you are one of the people who does have that happen to them. Okay, so how do you cook butternut squash whole? You preheat the oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you line a baking sheet with aluminum foil. That's just to make cleanup easier because some of the juices come out of the butternut squash and they can kind of brown onto the pan. So it's best to use aluminum foil. You could use parchment too that we find. And then using a paring knife or a little sharp knife, you poke the squash in five or six places, kind of all around it. Then it just goes into the oven, into that 425 degree oven for 60 to 80 minutes. Now I I can't give you the exact time because these squash are different sizes and they're also different densities. Like some of them are harder than others. So what you do is you use a skewer or a fork at the 60 minute point and you're going to poke into it. And if it goes in nice and easily, then you know it's done. I'm just going to say you want to poke in two places. You know how the butternut squash has its wider end and the narrower end and the wider end is where the seeds are inside and it's kind of hollow. The flesh is a bit thinner there and so it tends to cook a little bit faster. So if your fork goes in nice and smooth there. It might not go nice and smooth at the top where it's just that solid piece all the way through. So check both of those places. If it is done at the wider end, but not at the narrow end, just put the whole thing back in. It's going to be just fine. Now, when it's done, it's going to look all brown and kind of like shrivelly on the outside. That is normal. When it's cool enough to touch, you cut it in half lengthwise, and then you'll see it's all nice and cooked inside. You scoop out the seeds and the stringy flesh that's around them. Now, these seeds are edible and you could roast them like pumpkin seeds, but you don't get very many of them. So I don't really find it's useful. And so I just throw those out. 
So then you can scoop out the rest of the flesh to use. It's actually even better if you can spend the extra time and get the peel off instead of scooping because that's where the caramelized flesh is, right where the flesh is touching the peel. If you scoop, you're not going to get as much of it as if you try to carefully take that peel off. Either way is fine. Just depends on if you have the time to do it. And then you just use that butternut squash the way you would any cooked butternut squash. It just hasn't been seasoned with anything, no salt, no sugar. So if you're going to be mashing it, you're going to want to be making sure that you're adding the salt, the sugar that might have happened if you were going to boil the butternut squash cubes, you would have seasoned that water. So we haven't done that. So you just have to make up for that. A little bit of salt, a little bit of sugar in your mash, some butter, maybe a little maple syrup in there. So, so great. I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there. And I have a quick favor to ask of you. If you make this recipe, or if you make any recipe from Cook the Story or from my other site, The Cookful, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a comment below the recipe with a five-star rating. Those five-star ratings show up in like Google search results, but also people see them. And if they see those there, then they know that this is a recipe they want to try. So if you've made a recipe from one of my sites and you've loved it, please go give it a comment and a five-star rating, and that will really help me and other readers out. I'm Christine Pittman from Cook the Story. Let's get cooking. 